You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe. How are you doing today? <laughs> well, I'm I'm well. It is very rainy today, as we were discussing just before we started recording, it and is. I'm enjoying watching my rain gauge do its job. <laughs> Yes. What's uh, it up to this morning? Oh, about 11 mils after being emptied this morning. So it's been bucketing down. Um, but Richard, I have a story to tell you and yes. I, it ends in tragedy actually. <laughs> um, so I was I went for a drive on Saturday and mm-hmm. um, as I was just getting back into Wall's End, I thought, oh, I better pull over, get some petrol. So as I went around a roundabout getting towards the petrol station, I hear this sound and then flinging out in front of me is my hubcap, which goes from my front passenger side wheel across four lanes of traffic and lands miraculously in one piece unbroken on the other side of the road on the curb. (laughs) And I think, I want that hubcap back. So I go and collect it and successfully bang it back onto my front passenger wheel. And when I did that, I thought, okay, it's come off. Will it come off again? Mm. On Monday, that's, that was Saturday. On Monday, I was driving towards the hub and I hear this scraping sound and I think, oh, no, what's going wrong with my car? So I did, said a little prayer. I was like, please, God, don't let my car be, you know, broken. And then the noise stops and I think nothing more of it. I get to the hub and there before me is a very ugly unhubcapped wheel. Oh. And so I thought, I know, I know. So I've lost the hubcap. But I know exactly where it happened because I heard it. And it's on the road to my house. So I go back. On the way home, I go back to the spot and I cannot see the hubcap. And I kid you not, I drive past that spot 10 times and cannot see the hubcap. Then this morning, I turn the corner onto the road where the hubcap came off and there in the grass is the hubcap. (laughs) I know. So I'm very excited. It's raining, but I think, no, it's worth it. So I find a park, pull over, run through the rain, bend over, and there is my hubcap in pieces oh, <laughs> in the grass. Anyway, I was I had this moment of yay and then joy and then, you know, joy removed. Um, yeah. But now's the question, do you buy a replacement hubcap or do you just drive with ugly wheels? <laughs> that's a, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Do you have an answer? Well, everything inside me says you buy a full set of new hubcaps because having one hubcap that looks different from the other three doesn't make sense and wheels are really ugly. So I'm in the territory of buying hubcaps, but they really are just for looks. So then I Mm. just, yeah, anyway, these are not important questions in life, but I wonder. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you never get round to it and forget about it, probably after a while you may not even notice or you always notice. I'll always notice (laughs) every time I get something out of the front passenger seat or look at my car, I'm like, oh, yuck. It'll probably creep up to the priority list. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. What were you going to say? Can you get one from a scrapyard or just a loose one? Is that possible? Oh, but then it won't match. Okay. (laughs) All right. You you go get those hubcats, Joe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I will. Uh, Anyway, what have you been up to? Oh, speaking of driving, um, I've been trying to get cheap petrol. You know, like we've all Ooh, been yes. going through this petrol thing. And, What's your um, strategy? What's your strategy? I, I, I'm just finding it's it's impacting my mind a bit more. Normally, I'd be like, no, I don't need to get cheap. 
I, I don't want to drive across town to get save uh, half uh, 50 cents a dollar on, on petrol. But um, with petrol prices at the moment, uh, mm. like $2.10 for the E10 around mm. Newcastle, it could be worse elsewhere in the state. But I'm thinking, oh, I actually want to put a bit of thought into this. And it's reflecting my driving behavior. I'm not accelerating Ooh. as much. We were doing in the L's with Alex and I was he was like, you know, revving up the engine. And I was like, <laughs> Alex, man, think of the petrol. And he was You're basically throwing a five dollar note out the yeah, at the exhaust yeah. pipe. <laughs> so it's getting a little a little bit of behavior change. Um, oh, you, fascinating. Uh, and I've got like I've got a fuel check app on my phone, so I can oh, have do a little you? bit of a look around. Yeah. yeah, I've got petrol spy. Yeah. That's my app. I'm not, I haven't really decided what my threshold is for traveling. Like, do you, um, so I'm curious for you, Joe, do you have a, yeah. how far out of your way will you go to save a couple of dollars on petrol? Well, I more think about it as what are the daily rhythms or weekly rhythms? And I know where there are basically three key petrol stations in Newcastle, which always have a good deal. And so in my week, I'll think, okay, when am I going to be going near one of those petrol stations? I'll fill up when I go past. Mm, And so it's rather than, oh, I need to fuel up where, (laughs) like, how far should I travel? It's, oh, I'm in Charlestown. There's one petrol station in Charlestown, which I kid you not, always has well off. It's so much cheaper. So if I'm ever in Charlestown, I'm like, excellent, fuel time. That's Ah, And then there's another one in Waratah and another one in Hamilton. And they're they're my go-tos. So. That's my strategy. But I, I wouldn't travel far, that's for sure. I'm pretty <laughs> – I am inherently lazy when it comes to petrol prices. <laughs> well, uh, I like your idea. I might try and adopt that strategy. Thank you, Joe. Oh, well, I mean, if you've got an app, you're doing well at that point, right? You've put, <laughs> yeah. you put thought into it. Yeah, I, I, don't think, so. um, I don't think my driving behaviour has changed, but I did notice the other day I was like, ooh, this is costing me a lot of money. Maybe I should <laughs> think about it. And I was like, nah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, like, well, that's a topic we could talk about more another time. But, uh, yeah. What have yeah. you been reading in the Bible, um, brother? To Bible stuff. Yeah, I thought I'd share um, with you and the listeners one of my Bible habits, um, which had lapsed, Ooh. but then I was encouraged by uh, one of my growth group members actually to say, no, no, you should do that. And um, that is to do a little bit of Bible reading in the original languages that I, mm. that I learned from college. So I know it's not something I talk about much, but. Um, I find it has been helpful over the years uh, to spend a little bit of time reading some verses in the Old Testament in, mm. in Hebrew and a little bit reading in the New Testament in Greek um, with like heaps of help from the computer. <laughs> um, my mouse is hovering over lots of words. So, yeah, yeah there's no reason to get impressed. But I, I do know in like some basic stuff there. And um, so my my. I've, and I just find it's good for refreshing the, my keeping my skills up a little bit in the language. Mm, it's good mm. for really slowing down my rate of Bible mm, reading mm. Um, and just really taking my time over each word and each verse, which is quite a good experience. Um, and just yeah, now and again, just have some really good good um, uh, good insights. So uh, Psalm thirty one was where I was at, and um, oh, yeah. and uh, verse eight is um, okay. Uh, was really good although it's verse 7, the verses are slightly different, but verse 7 in English, verse 8 in Hebrew. Um, and what he, um, what's Dave, the psalmist, who I, yeah, I, think is, uh, I think is David, says, yep. um, let, this is my translation, or <laughs> what I've written down, uh, let me rejoice and delight in your steadfast love, 
for you have seen my affliction. You have known the distresses of my soul. And that, mm. as I was sort of working through that verse, I just thought, oh, wow, that's actually really profound. God mm. has, has seen my affliction like he, and he knows. That's quite a deep word to, mm. for God to know. And what does he know? It's the distresses, it's plural, mm. um, of my soul, like a, quite a deep mm. thing there. And mm. um, I just thought, how good is that, that our God is, is, is not a distant, remote, emperor, force kind of thing mm, mm. he actually in person not impersonal yeah knows us personally and knows mm. the deep things and so in terms of uh oh, prayer for example i it just gives us great confidence to to bring the distresses of our soul to god because he mm. knows them already he knows them deeply so mm. And that really, the thought that popped into my head as you were, as you were talking, made me made me think of often when someone's going through a hard time, we say something like, "Oh, I can only imagine what that must feel like, or what that must be like, or I can imagine what that feels like." But you know, you you don't know really what yeah. it feels like because yeah. it's their situation, and you don't actually live their life. But I guess as we read this verse, the idea that would that God would have a deep knowledge of the distresses in our inner being yeah it's it's not human at all it's very much a godlike statement and i can i that is a point of rejoicing isn't it and that is such a great reality Mm. yeah yeah so just simple stuff enjoying it but great verse in psalm 31 there Mm. and um yeah i think if for our our readers if they wanted to try that um now and again reading a verse very slowly Mm. maybe in one or two verses uh, versions um maybe writing mm. it down mm. uh, there are benefits just in, i think in sometimes going slowly through the bible mm. yeah i i heartily agree and i'm encouraged <laughs> that you've gone back into the original languages at the encouragement of someone you're yes. talking about it encourages me <laughs> i'm not sure what action i'll take but i definitely yeah. feel in, encouraged that that's that's yeah. what you've done so good work yeah. brother yeah, yeah that's no great worries. Hmm. And, and uh, what have you been reading and thinking about, Jo? Well, also in the Old Testament, um, uh, at, you already know this, but I figured hmm. we, we could share it with the rest of um, yeah. anyone else who's listening on. Uh, you and I came up with this idea that we were really excited about at the start of the year called, um, we ended up, it ended up being called Deep Dive or Senior Staff Deep Dive. We wanted to get the staff team together and sharpen each other theologically by reading some academic level writing, um, mm. someone reading some academic level writing and then leading some discussion as um, the staff team. So we've we've gotten into it. It's it's been good so far, hasn't it? It's been yeah, loved it. Yeah, it's it's been really great and lots of great theological discussion. And I led some discussion on an article called um, Leviticus in the Light of Christ by Roland Elliot. Um, so it was published by Themelios in an, uh, the journal um, Themelios, um, which is on the Gospel Coalition webpage. You can access it for free, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, and we discussed it at Deep Dive, and I quite enjoyed reading the article. It's essentially making an argument for a a new structure for Leviticus, which is around a double chiasm, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which we all had a big laugh about. But um, it's actually led me to think about Old Testament things because I'll read the quote, which um, I find really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, So Elliot, he's a biblical theologian. He, He really wants us to see the unfolding story of the Bible being fulfilled in Jesus. And so when you look at the Old Testament, you, you're looking for Jesus. And this is what he says. Essentially, Christ fulfills the law by fully filling it out. That is, 
by not encapsulating in him oh sorry by encapsulating in himself the true substance of which the law is a mere shadow this does not mean that all laws are equally applicable today as they were when given to Israel at Sinai but rather that our question needs to change from what does this law continue to apply oh sorry does this law continue to apply today into how is the true substance of this law filled out in Christ and how should we therefore think about it in light of his work Mm. which I just yeah it's a great quote you might people might not have picked it all up in one go because it's quite long but what I've just been thinking about since reading this is how much I want to have that question on my lips um, which is essentially if the law is a mere shadow these are not new ideas to me if the law is a mere shadow and and Jesus fulfill Christ Jesus fulfills this law in himself by encapsulating in, in himself the true substance of it how do I train myself that when I'm reading the Old Testament, rather than thinking about my emotions or thinking about whether it's a culturally appropriate thing to, to, to say that about women or whether that's a horrific thing that those people should die, mm. how do I train myself that when I read it, I immediately think, okay, God the Son was involved in the writing of this text. He then comes to earth and is embodied. And so how do I understand the text in light of God the Son? Like really training myself to do that because I can find myself reading the Old Testament in a different way to the New Testament, which is quite emotionally. And so, yeah, I think I just have enjoyed ruminating on if I want to be a biblical, biblical theological thinker, seeing Jesus fulfill um, the Old Testament and knowing that he does. Yeah. How, how do I train myself to expect that and do that rather than get caught up in the funny parts of OT? Yeah. 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 Have you Thoughts? got any answers to that question or are you asking me? Uh, no, I'm not really asking the question. I'm more, I'm more just realizing it's an application point from the article because I didn't, you know, I had considered some application points of the article reading about Leviticus and in the light of Christ. And, and people, it's a very easy article to read. I think people could really enjoy having a read of it. It's just sort of a guy having a crack at making a structure statement about Leviticus. Uh, but what it really made me think is, oh, as I've been reading this Bible chronologically, that has not been my posture. I always want to get to Jesus, but I don't go into it thinking, you're going to find things in this se- in this section of the Bible you might not enjoy or like, but you need to think about Jesus more than those things, those initial reactions. Yeah. So it's sort of a, a discipline, really, I guess I'm realizing that if I really believe Jesus fulfills the law and I really believe that God the Son was there with God the Father in the writing of the Old Testament, in the, the forming of creation, and if he was there all the time, mm. then... That, that has to shape even how I approach the text. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think you see that in the ways the New Testament writers use the old. Mm. You know how you read the New Testament and they're always like, oh, here's, this, is, this was about Christ. Or, yeah. This, this is, and you kind of were thinking, really? Where, I didn't see it there. <laughs> um, yeah. They've just got a much quicker, what must I say, what's the right way, a much lower threshold for recognizing Christ in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. That is a good way of putting it. And sometimes it can feel like, oh, I don't want to over-apply Jesus here. I don't think that's ever my risk. (laughs) I think I over-apply it to myself. (laughs) Dare I say it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You're right on the right track there. Discipline of just, um, yeah, how does this point forward to Christ? How does this Mm. remind me of Christ? How does this speak about Christ? Does Mm. Christ fulfill this law in one way or another? 
Um, yeah. That's the yeah. right discipline for sure. Mm, yeah, I agree. Anyway, so if people would, I, I'd encourage people to have a crack at reading a journal article sometime. I've really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and Themelios is a great way, great place to start. They're free, easy to download. Have a go. Yeah. Oh, and I had also discovered a new app for anyone who does not consider themselves to be a good reader or gets super distracted or maybe even has ADHD, Speechify, new app you can download for free as an extension on your internet browser. Helped me to get through so much reading this, this week and I oh, loved really? it. Mm. How does it work? Uh, it highlights the words and reads them aloud to you, a web page, any web page you've got or a PDF. It just wow. And it's got quite a high level of naturalness. So it can change the speed of reading. and But as it, if it highlights it as you read along, it, uh, I don't know. It helps my brain. Oh, that's a great tip. Mm. Thanks, right? Speechify. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> well, it has been uh, brilliant talk, chatting to you with the rain falling around us. And, yes. Um, yes, I'm, I'm sad for your hubcaps. So I hope you find some new sets. <laughs> and, Thanks, uh, mate. <laughs> I'll be filling up on petrol according to the Joe Clark. Uh, yep, oh, well, no, you've got, you've got some good strategies there, mate. You'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yep a little bit more hebrew um yeah you know, maybe i'll get to a few more verses in next time we that'd be good mm. and uh yeah leviticus so um it's been great chatting if uh i thought we'd mention to our listeners that the reach australia conference is coming up in um in may um, yeah. which is a kind of a network we're connected to um will be there um it's happening in the central coast a great conference i guess targeted at at pastors, but a lot of um, people in leadership in church would get mm. heaps out of it, mm. um, talking about yeah the different areas of um, church life and the gospel and and yeah. um, working together. So uh, happy to recommend that to people. There'll be a link in the show notes. Yeah, awesome. Well, lovely talk. We'll talk next week. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.